Hello, hello, hello. This is episode 93 of the Mental Threads podcast. I have a special guest if you'd like to introduce himself. What's happening is long live over everything, the one and only wolf. What's going on? Yes, long live Wolf <laughs> in perspective. But uh, yeah, man, I met Wolf at uh, Reds uh, 28. That would have called Reds 28 or Reds at 28? Uh, Reds at 28. Yeah. Originally, I was trying to set up an interview with him over there and everything, but there was some scheduling problems. I know you're coming a little bit late and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was uh, we had actually an event there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to Superman. A poet named Superman. Shout out to KO. You know, they, they have these events um, every Wednesday um, at Reds at 28. Um, great event. Great opportunity for artists um, like myself or poets, singers, um, songwriters just to, to come in and, and express themselves. You know, they have um, they have an artist expression. And, man, it's, 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 a, it's a blessing. It's a beautiful thing here in Charlotte. No, most definitely, man. It's good for networking, too, man. When I was over there, I'm like, damn, where is this dude at? I'm just like, okay, well, it is. Sort of, I had another interview set up that day, and I had to hold off for him. Gladly that dude was cool enough to actually set up for tomorrow, actually, because I had to stay on social media for like a month to get some stuff situated and stuff of that nature. But it was just like, you actually introduced me to all sorts of people. So it's like, now I got another place where I can seek out more interviews, too, to hit my 150 mark and everything. Like, you're 93 right now, so now it's like, it's not even like, how far? That's not, that's like 57 now. So it's like it's becoming more and more realistic, the more consistent. So it's like, you know, I really do appreciate it. Like that's like the biggest positive. I feel like that made up for like tenfold. To it. I, I thank you for that. Well, well, yeah, man, it's no problem. Um, you know, I just feel like that's what we're supposed to do at the end of the day. Um, you know what I'm saying? The shit don't start. I mean, it don't end with us. You know what I'm saying? It start with us, but we got to continue to push the, the culture forward. So being able to just, to, you know, bring people in and see like, you know, what people are really doing, especially here, like in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's, it's so much. Much, it's so much greatness here. Platforms are being made every day. Um, you know, shout out to all the curators. Shout out to all the sponsors out here. I'm just making ways for, again, artists like myself um, to come together, again, network, and just express ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, seriously. And it's like being in Charlotte at this time, like really at this time, really, it's kind of more like how like, you know, being in like California into the transition when they became like when the whole like G-Funk era and everything started rolling in and before Death Row and all, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we're in that precursor era. Like it's, we're leading into that era because there's a whole lot of different artists of different size, shapes, and, uh, and backgrounds too, that are actually coming into themselves and it's like you know with the, the, the baby really like leading everything and kind of pushing forward his, his agenda really bringing more of a spotlight to us i feel like it gives us more opportunities and stuff of that nature from my understanding you pretty much were was born and raised in charlotte or you just kind of moved into charlotte so um born and raised actually in cleveland ohio um i just moved out here about two and a half three years ago um you know um, I came down first doing um, concerts. There were festivals, um, you know, shout out to Social Currency. Um, you know, they were throwing these um, these out the mud concerts and it was just opportunities. I, I had family down here um, that was telling me like, man, you got to come out here because this was right around the pandemic and everything was happening. Uh, you got to come out here. Um, you know, I just not mind you, I just finished up doing um, a big show in Cleveland. It was the House of Blues opening up for John Rule. Left, did that, went to New York. I was supposed to go to Chicago right after, like two weeks after that, but the pandemic happened. Um, and so it was just that time period of just deadness. You know what I'm saying? I was just really creating. I got sick. I got the pandemic. I mean, I had caught, I had caught COVID. And um, after coming out of COVID, it was like right in time for the out the muds. Came down here. 
did the first one, knocked it out. People was like, yo, you different. You come with a different vibe. You know what I'm saying? Coming from, a, again, a different place. I brought a different, I brought a different experience. You know what I mean? Um, and then, uh, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, shortly and behold, came back down for number two. Number two was in Salisbury. Knocked that out. And then, um, you know, say, you know what? I'm building something out here. Might as well. Might as well relocate and, you know what I'm saying, and, and do it out here. Because, like, really, you know, um, again, family's out here. So it was just like, man, it was just like, take the chance. Take that opportunity. Um, you know, Charlotte just they embraced me you know what i mean embraced me as one of their own um it's not been nothing but love um and you know just again being down here networking meeting different people different creatives um whether they're into the the entertainment side or if they're chefs um fashion designers um you know what i'm saying builders of builders by by trade whatever it is you know um it's just been it's been an experience been a blessing yeah, no, that's really, really good. Like, for we're like the underdog city right now because it's just like, I don't want to say everybody's sleeping on us, but it's just like, I don't feel like people really realize we're kind of like in the middle to the extent. Like, we have your hood right here. You got your little bougie right here. But it's like, there's still that identity of just like, we still kind of really got to find ourselves. We still have to get a, a major uh, championship, whether if it's like NBA final championship or um, NF, NFL championship and everything. Like, we're still trying to like kind of wing in with that. Like, yeah, sure, we got with, I think the Hurricanes got a championship once but it's just like you know like I, I fuck with like i don't fuck with hockey like that i'm not too familiar with hockey like really like no really feel too much about it. i like the jerseys though i fuck with the jerseys I, I might get a jersey but it's like yeah it's like we're still like kind of finding our own to this and i feel like we might have more space uh, not in a sense to compete against atlanta but in a sense that like, we might be, uh, become like a major city like on par with like you know major cities in florida and stuff of that nature and like you know but in our own own lane to the extent so it's like that's what i really like about charlotte you know even though i like i grew up here so it's just like you know you kind of get tired of some things here and there but it's like there's i can see why people would be like attracted uh to Charlotte to that degree and stuff of that nature i know you mentioned uh that you had like you came from like jamaican descent like could you like explain like what your culture kind of affect like your like music and your content or just your life in general for sure um yeah so you know uh coming from a jamaican descent um growing up in like really like a mixed household you know what i mean um it's it's really uh it was really interesting because growing up i really didn't even get into american music mm. at first um I, I really listened to was um reggae and 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 um not just dance all though because like you had like a lot of artists who came and was really just making like reggae music mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Coppleton, Sizzler, um, you know what I'm saying? Like these guys weren't really like the, the the dance hall, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they were, they had records like that, but they were really on the more of the righteous side, you know what I'm saying? The, the Hell Selassie side, like you feel me? Like that was they music. But I've learned that over time that, you know, hip hop really comes from, yeah. it comes from there, you know what I mean? Um, the cool thing about, the cool thing about American hip hop, we 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 reflect on that. You know, uh, when we look at our legends that we consider, our, when we consider our legends, um, American uh, hip hop legends, they have some type of descent from the islands, the Caribbeans, or from Africa. You know what I'm saying? Mom is straight from the Caribbeans. Dad is straight from. Uh, Africa, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like MF Doom being like the descendant of Zabwe, Zimbabwean and like uh, Biggie Smalls being like Jamaican descendant, it just goes on from there. Exactly, you know what I mean? So, um, 
the original ways of 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 being an MC that came from being a DJ and what we consider a DJ is a lot different from now from what they would consider a DJ. The DJ over there is the MC. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the person, yeah, he played the record, but he also is the person that's over on the microphone, emceeing the crowd, getting the crowd hyped, getting the crowd to dance, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when we look at like people like Barrington Levy, like, you know what I'm saying? They, these guys are um, Sister Nancy. Like, these people are people who are pioneers of not even just just the the, the Caribbean music, but you know, they come over here and they they rocking out stadiums mm-hmm. because. Caribbean music didn't trans that it didn't travel from just the islands, not just the islands, but over to mm-hmm. America. You know what I'm saying? And it's the biggest influence I feel like in our culture today. Yeah. Even with the whole rap singing, like rap singing really comes from there. Mm-hmm. There's you know what I'm saying? People don't just get on the mic and just uh, this, 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 this woo, woo, woo. No, it's really like a, a melody, it's rhythm that's in the music yeah. that has traveled over here, and now it's like we're here. Yeah, and it's like one of the major platforms that I feel like a lot of that connects with like the American culture as a whole with like black Americans and like Africans descent, like uh, creating like country music and the blues and everything. We just, all our pain, all our struggles, we just like, we kind of just transcend that into the music and it becomes, it takes its own form and entity. And I feel like, you know, the energy cannot be destroyed. So it just kind of manifests itself in different forms and everything, you know, it's just, it's just like, it's like a magical thing at the same time, but it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's just it's typical for us to just kind of like create things that could be so timeless and everything for so many generations. And it takes so many forms from decade to decade. You know, they're like hip hop always changes. You know, the, what people are into now won't be like the same how people was uh, into back in the 90s. What people are into now won't be the same as it will be like in 40 years from now. But the thing is, it always changes. It always evolves and it always carries an identity of its own. And that's what I really like about hip hop. Country music will always be country music blues will be blues jazz will be jazz but hip-hop will take elements from everything and change it into something of its own and that's what i really like about hip-hop and everything. could you explain like like what really like uh what had you grow into like you know taking interest in hip-hop and expressing your art in that fashion yeah so i mean like for real like i said like i, I grew up really on on, on on reggae music and then my mom she's born in um she's born in, in the states so she was really she really got me hip to um uh, r&b you know what i'm saying um at the time you know what i mean i'll never forget it she had like this it was this gold hatchback toyota and i never i remember seeing the cassettes like we had the cassette shit you know what i mean and she used to carry like these just, just like two large ass cassette things that you just pop it out press the button, pop it out, put a new one in, you know what I'm saying? And I used to like, like when she would like leave me in the car, I would literally just go start playing around, listening, just just trying different things. Like then it was certain, then it got to becoming like a, a familiarization with a name. Like, oh, this is Michael. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is Thriller. Oh, I'm about to play this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this Whitney Houston. Oh, I'm about to play this. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this boy is the boy's to me. Oh, I'm about to play this. You know what I'm saying? It was like that. And then, um, I've, I feel like that's the that's the origins of my music, like where I really came from of loving music. Um, I got into hip hop when I would say when I start writing poetry, you know, um, I really didn't have no outlets as a kid to express myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm an only child. So um, and I and I seen a lot as a kid. I went through a lot as a kid. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, I seen my parents fight, divorce, the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So, you know, um, seeing that, not really under, didn't, didn't going through a, a low, low key like identity crisis. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, um, I, I, I use writing as an outlet. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time, I just, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't. That's all you know. You know what I'm saying? Like when they say like, see, and that's why I like shit now, man, because there's a lot of outlets now for kids, especially because kids go through so much and we don't think it. But, you know, that was my outlet. And I, that's my goal. And just with this music shit, just to teach kids like, yo, you can write and you can use music as a leverage to express yourself. And you don't have to be um, you don't have to. Um, like keep all the anger and all yeah, the hate and all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. Good way to release. Yeah, exactly. You know, you it's okay. It's okay to cry. Yeah, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to feel pain. That lets you know that you're still alive. Yeah, and it's okay to be vulnerable to let those emotions out too, man. Yeah, I, I resonate with a lot of the stuff you saying too, man. Because what led me to hippo was more or less the same thing. But I, I actually got like siblings though. But it's like I went through my own struggle and everything in middle school. I went to a predominantly white middle school, so it's just like Valentine Plantation. So you already know it's always going to be a struggle, man, and everything competing with like these kids and everything of that nature. But that was my only outlet to really escape and stuff of that nature. You know, it could really be like a way of therapy too, like through all that struggle and everything. You know, as a black man, it's like I feel like we're all trapped in our own way, and so like when we like our we our means of escape is through our art or through other means that matters and everything. So it's like some people might go into graffiti, some people might go into like you know break dancing, and some people might go into poetry and later on transcend to actually uh, getting into music down the line too. And now it's like it's at this point, like where I'm at as like an artist myself and everything, it's like you know it's always an urge. Like dang, I need to get to this point so I can get back in the studio. I need to get drop this many songs by this time. I need to do this. Like, this always going to be an urge. No matter how much you want to give up, no matter how much you want to just say, like, you know, maybe I'm too old for the, It just, there's always an urge to get back. And that's how you know you might be end up being, like, success, successful for the thing. Because there's always an urge and itch and everything to really express yourself. Like, man, I can turn that to a song. Like, you listen to a beat, like, dang, I actually know a good hook for this song and everything. So it's just like, you know, I resonate with that, like, a lot and everything. So it's just like, you know, I explained how life was for you, like, back in, like, Cleveland, Ohio and comparison to like how life was in charlotte for you um well i'm gonna say like i'm 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 originally from there i'm born and raised um there so i've, I've seen the good and the bad you know what i mean um cleveland is just a place that you know it's, it's a great place to to find uh find yourself or i say get get yourself started you know what i mean um Cleveland is a place that, yeah, shit, I'm going to tell you the truth. It's just not, nothing is ever given to nobody there. You know, when we look at, even when we when we incorporate the sports in it, like, we just won, we just won the, the championship, like, in 2016 for basketball. Like, nothing is ever given. You know what I'm saying? Browns, like, Browns got some of the most loyalist fans. Mm-hmm. And they worldwide. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't never won. But we we loyal. We believe we 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 are some of the most grounded people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we stay true to the hustle, um, and I feel like that's where I, I, I when I came down here. You know, I brought that. You know, I I got flyers, I got stickers where you know you'll see them around Charlie. Like, yeah. there's a sticker. Oh, there's a flyer. I'm at events passing off flyers. I'm in events with stickers. I'm in. A, I'm, I'm I'm you know telling people like, yo, this is what I do. This is who I am. I'm rapping to people on the street. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm actually like, yo, you, you like you like hip hop? Here, check this flyer out. Oh, this you? Oh, okay, bet. Well, what is what you sound like? Bet. I give him a quick twelve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People fucking with it. They follow. Cool. It's just Cleveland's a place that you gonna get it out the mud, regardless. Mm-hmm. Regardless. You feel me? Um, it's gonna it's gonna it's going to birth a beast in you. Mm-hmm. It's it's like one of them things like you're gonna turn into a beast. Or get eaten. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Hence the wolf. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, I see. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. So now coming here, um, like I said, I've, 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 I've got that instilled in me. Mm-hmm. So now I move with conviction mm-hmm. and I move like I got something to prove because I do. Oh, yeah, no, that- and, that, and that helps me. That helps me, I feel like, strive. You know what I'm saying? Where again, like I'm, I'm, I'm going around, I'm, I'm, I embody, you know what I'm saying, because I can be who I need to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like North Carolina, not just Charlotte, but North Carolina, because I be in North, I be in Charlotte, I be in Kannapolis, mm-hmm. Greensboro, like I be everywhere, bro, for real. Should I even be in South South Carolina? You feel me? Like like wherever I go, like I I I, I embody, I embody the wolf. I, I take over, um, you know, but I, I I do it in a way where it's like, yo, like. You know, if I can do it, you can do it too, type of way. Okay, yeah, man, yeah, that's that's a good uh, piece of symbolism uh, with the wolf uh, uh, situation. You know, it's great that you were able to like explain that and everything without me having to go into detail. Or everything. I had to ask everything, so it's just like that's good because you have a good self reflection within yourself and you know exactly like what you want or how you want to, uh, you know, uh, transcend your art and stuff of that nature. And, you know, I feel like people can really resonate with that. The best part of like, being like an MC is like when you connect with others and everything. That's really gonna carry you far and everything. I know you're already getting pretty far you already seem to be going from city to city and everything so far and everything so it's like you know i know with this whole rap thing where, do, where exactly do you see yourself like in five years from now and everything in general um just the best version of me honestly and by what that really looks like is um you know whether it's it's we, we lined up sync deals or you know um lined up deals, distribution deals, you know, I, I got a movement. I got Rebel Nation World. So the whole goal with Rebel Nation World is really just to get that, you know what I'm saying? Be let that become an independent label where, you know, myself and other artists and producers and videographers, PR, like this is a place where, you know, if you're fresh out of college or this this has been something that you wanted to do, you can always intern. You know, we're giving up the whole goal is to give a platform for artists, you know what I'm saying? Have our own festival where we bring not only just people from local North Carolina or wherever we're at, Texas, Ohio, we can bring in we we basically we can bring in big artists, but we can give opportunities for independent artists who like myself have always been looking for these opportunities. Mm-hmm. Now there's an opportunity to get on stage. You're about to go right on before a little baby. Okay. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're about to get going right before money bad. You're about to go right on before you go right before Aria Linux, where hey, now you got twenty thousand people watching you. And then they're vibing with you. Come like, on. you know, this guy sounds pretty cool and everything. Yeah. Um, I know, like, social currency is kind of giving you that same opportunity, right? Um, social currency is cool, man. I, I don't really know too much about them. I'm not signed to them. They have gave um, those great opportunities, you know, where, like I said, like, they've had festivals. They've had um, um, 
platforms where artists can come perform um, and, and and showcase their talent to you know a wider, broader um, spectrum of people. Oh, okay, cool. Cause I know I follow this one girl uh, named uh, Tiani's Rose. I think have you heard her and everything. Uh, from time to time, we'd be like commenting back and forth and everything like that. You know, it's crazy how like when you see people on social media, you basically grow up amongst each other. It's like now she got a kid now, which is crazy. I'm trying to get. Oh, are you listening to uh, the whole uh, fucking uh, What a Time to Be Alive tape? Yeah, dude, I'll be jogging on that shit, too. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the thing. In 2015, when they dropped that shit, I feel like if they would have played that at the halftime show for the Panthers, I feel like we would have won. We, that would have motivated us. We weren't motivated and everything. But it's like, yeah, but beyond, like, what are some notable Charlotte artists? Hold up. Who's calling? Oh, I know what to call me. That's just an alarm. Yeah. But amongst notable artists in Charlotte that you've seen so far or you want to just shout out and everything, like, who, who do you, like, know that is just off the top of your head that just is really on the grind, like, in Charlotte? Um, First, I got I to gotta shout out uh, I gotta shout out Mary Mack, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Mack sauce. You feel me? Like, she, she, she's one of the ones that, to me, um, she's gave me a lot of insight on how, you know, to really just move as a a better artist um and you know i really commend her her grind her um her energy you know what i'm saying she she she's she's got the formula um I, she's she's make dope music uh you know so much love to, uh, to mary mack um also i would say um um jules jules been doing her one too um i say um hot boy shack zay the goat um, oh, he went to my school, uh, NCCU. Yeah, he made the NCCU out uh, anthem. He's cool dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, she from the foe. Um, you know, um, shoot, man, it's a lot. Um, Zach North. Um, I love Zach North's look. You know, so I think that's pretty dope. I think it's just different. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a mask and everything. I just saw a video like uh, him on YouTube and everything. I, I I literally hit him up as soon on Instagram. Like, dude, I need to get you on podcast <laughs> and everything. Yeah, dude's mad intelligent too. And everything like Thanks. he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. Um, Carolina Breezy. You know, what I'm saying, um, really dope dude, dope individual, great music. Um, honestly, man, it's it's a lot of Charlotte artists. Um, you know, and I, like I've I've I was just. Before coming out here, man, I was listening to Loot. Oh, yeah, I, re- I mess with Loot a lot, you know. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, man, for real, Charlotte's got so much talent. Honestly, like, you you really, whatever vibe you want yeah, it's here. is here, you know. Whether you want some some smooth, like, if you if you say, hey, I wanted um, some hype, I got, here, check this artist out. Shit, you got some soul shit here, you got some, you know. Yeah, everything here, like everything. And so I think that's the sweetest thing, just for Charlotte. Charlotte alone, Charlotte has a great melting, it's a great melting pot of talent and sound. Um, when you go to other other cities, like I said, but just, I just had a show in Greensboro. <laughs> Greensboro was so dope because, cause like, they had their own type of wave, their own sound. And, again, man, it's it's, it's, it's you get what you get. You can get it all out here. You know, you can get it all. And J. Cole proves it really. Like, J. Cole is out of Fadeville. And no one even knew what Fadeville was. Like, I grew up in Charlotte until, like, until, like, really he started shouting it out. So, like, you can make it out of Fadeville to, like, Rock Nation, to, like, having your own Dreamville Fest. Have you been to Dreamville Fest? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, I plan on going, but I plan on performing. 
Oh yeah, no, it's definitely like definitely that's definitely in my. I be trying to script and manifest a lot of that stuff for real, and everything. If it's not next year, definitely the year afterward or somewhere. Somewhere I have to perform at Dreamville Fest one day, man. Like seriously, that's definitely definitely. It's a it's a really cool vibe too, man. Like see, I think I have some pictures. Like literally, I was in a group chat and everything. It's like what like several people, and we met up there. It was like 40, 50 deep and everything. We, we all do took a group a group picture run. Everything. I need to print that stuff. I put it up in a photo album for real, man. And everything. But beyond like Dream of Fest, I know you've been to a couple of music festivals before, right? Um, honestly, nah, man. Like I, I haven't, um, I haven't really gotten out to a lot of like the festivals. Like I, I would love to go to um, MIA. I love to go to. Um, I haven't even been to Rolling Loud yet. Yeah, you know, know that's okay if you haven't been on me neither, man. It's just like so expensive, bro. It's like well, the, my goal is like I don't, I don't really, honestly, tell you the truth. I just don't want to get spoiled. Like I don't want to go there. Just waste money. You could have been performing. Like nah, that. yeah, not even just waste money, but just go there and just be like, damn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, my first time really of one of going is I, I want to be on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I you know what I mean? I like, I've been to Miami. I've been, I've been to Texas. Like, I've done South by Southwest. Now, when I was at South by Southwest and I had performed there, I, um, I had went to the Rolling Loud stage at South by Southwest, and that was dope. Because okay. I've seen a lot of the upcoming artists that I've heard about, mm-hmm. you know, um, that I've, I probably had one or two songs on my playlist. Mm-hmm. Hearing them, seeing them in live, like, okay, they're, they're, okay, they're, they're, they're legit, you know what I mean? They're on their way, man. Yeah. That's, 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 the one thing, that why every time I go to Dreamville Fest and everything, I went to one in 2019. I also went to the one because I had COVID. I went to one in uh, 2022 of this year and everything. Like, literally, it really gets me inspired. Like, wow, like, it's really, like, it's really, like, it's possible. You know what I'm saying? They're really, like, flesh and blood people. They're not just, like, just, like, pictures on a screen or nothing. Like, these are legit people and everything performing what they got to perform and j cole was able to do that in his like lifetime to do like a whole festival based on his like brand and everything you know like j cole's the go for actually like and all aspects. i know people leave like oh he's third place he is not third place to me bro if anything he's first place to me because he was able to do like his own his brand his own record label his own like you know, artists amongst them too, and his own festival and stuff of that nature. And it's not just him; it's everybody. You know, who who said it was third place? He thinks he's third place. Like he would be like, but he brought the bronze medal. It's like, come on, Cole. Like really, nah, nah. Like they might be more popular, like Drake or whatever, maybe. Like, but that's more like pop stuff and like Kendrick, like because it's just like it's what it's Kendrick. But it's like Cole is like that. He's number one to me, like to me, because he like he hits it on all platforms and everything. So I say, I mean, the biggest thing, right, as an artist, what I've learned is uh, it don't matter. Like Drake said it cool. He said it, he said it, he said it smooth, like on a, on a, on a war show. He like, it's cool to be up here and get a reward, an award for what you do. But if you are, if you, if you're able, if you're performing, if you're selling out shows, if you have people hitting you up saying, I love your music, I can relate to your music, you know, your music saved me. Um, that alone is just that's just shit bigger than just a, a, a that shit bigger than the war. Honestly, like, I, it's times I listen to Cole and I ain't go crap. Like, I, I shit, I, I'm a fucking dropped a little tear or something just because the shit he's talking, I could just relate to it at that time period. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, and this go out to all the artists out there. Like, don't ever feel like just because you may not be. Um, you may not be, I guess, uh, talked about, or you may not be 
um, at an award show and win or whatever the fuck it is. Don't feel like, oh, people ain't fucking with me or people ain't. Because you got people out here that's listening to your shit. As long as you got a, a play, somebody playing your shit, you look at your, your analytics and somebody playing your shit on Spotify, playing your shit on Apple, and you see that, you, okay, maybe two people playing my shit every day. Somebody, then one of them, two, one of them two people or two of them two peoples is... They fuck with your shit. They fuck with your shit for a reason. Mm-hmm. Whether it gets them turned, get them lit before a party. It's what they they listen to to get ready when they studying, when they in their downtime, when they chilling. Like it's okay. Like we everybody, because I think everybody got this idea of wanting to be. Oh, I gotta be number one. I gotta. They gotta play me when they. They gotta play me when I when they when they at the club. But you talking about going to school and. And, 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 and you just lost your mom and, you know, you ain't really talking about like your, your, your beats is not no trap. You ain't got no heavy 808s. Like, it's OK to to be a person that somebody likes to hear when they when they when they going through some shit, when they going through a breakup or when they going through a loss or when they, you know, what I'm saying when they confused in life. It's OK. Yeah, it's OK. And it's good to be th- three dimensional too, and be more versatile. Also, you can you can be on some trap shit one day and be on some like vulnerable shit another day. You know, Drake is like like the king of that because Duke is like harmonize one song and then talk about heartbreak another song and then talk about like just how corny like they this and one another song on a trap beat and stuff of that nature. So it's just like you know it's possible um, stuff of that. That's how I see it and everything. That's one thing. It's like that, I want to shoot to be versatile. I don't want to be in just one lane. Uh, doing like a certain thing a certain way and i feel like that's gonna bring you a lot more like, even Russ did that same thing what's your what's your opinions on russ um i i know about russ i'm not really too familiar really with like his music i know that he the, the dude did like the independent route i think that's dope i think that um there's you there's a new cat i've been i've been getting hip to um i follow him on instagram i think he's really fucking dope um i actually just downloaded his uh his tape a uh, shout out to la russell um from uh from was Navarro Na- Na- Navarro Navarro California this dude is dope like he's independent and he's like been doing like he called him the backyard um parties mm-hmm. and like he uh, like he, he, I've literally watched him go from like having like ten people uh-huh. to like he just did a show over this past weekend with two hundred fifty people, uh-huh. and it's legit his backyard. Uh-huh. Like it's legit his backyard. That's cool. And you can see it just growing and growing and growing. Um, it's people, man. I've, I I know personally that's in the industry that were there, and they like yo, they hit me like yo, this dude is dope. Like. He's fucking dope. And I, I think that's dope, man. I think that when you, you know what I'm saying, when you um, when you can do the independent route and you can believe in yourself and you got a team that believes in you. I mean, that, that goes for anything, though, man. You always want a team behind you that can really um, help push and motivate you and believe in what you do. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think that independent route is dope. Russ, Russ, Russ do it. You know what I'm saying? Dude, drop like, don't you drop like a song a day or something like that? Yeah, I think he used to be doing stuff like that. I haven't kept up with him in a while and everything, but it's like, dude, when I first went to a Russ concert, this is when I was just getting into it. Like, I, I downloaded like a mix edges here. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, dude's dope. He, he could go some places. And then I like I was working for Live Nation, and like I literally pulled up to a Russ concert like just on my break and everything. I'm like, what? This place packed as shit and everything. And it was all types of people, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. They were at the Russ concert, and like they were all resonating and singing each of the songs. And I'm 
like I feel like that's true success to me. Whatever Russ got, that's real success. Because it's like you had a fan base that's loyal, and then you could be able to sell out that place. And this is Charlotte, and I ain't hear Russ from like a can of paint or nothing. And he was able to fill out that whole place. He's low key, but he still makes money off it. I feel like that's that's the perfect balance. Like to me, to be honest, like yeah, you ain't got to be number one. You could just be like just really, really like. Good. You can just have a very, very strong fan base. Like, you know, like Logic. Logic has a pretty strong fan base, too. Like, I showed up to a Logic concert. Pretty strong. But then it was, like, Beast Coast and everything. Came with, like, Joy Badass, Flatbush Zombies, and uh, Pro Year. And I think, uh, what was it? Um, Who, who else is part of Beast Coast? It was uh, the Underachievers. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't that packed. I don't understand why. I was like, what? But it was raining, though. That was another thing. So, a lot of people probably didn't even pull up. But it was just like, you know, I'm like, Damn. Like, it really gives you some perspective. And I'm not saying that anybody's better or no one's better, but it really gives you some perspective that it's really just about building a fan base and everything. So it's like, uh, well, how would you describe, like, your fan base? What, what type of people are you shooting for being your fan base? And, like, what's your relationship with them now? Um, So with my fan base, man, it's, it's really, like, uh, people who just, like, really are, like, I call them, like, the dreamers and believers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We rebels. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you look at rebels – you react, engage, believe, evolve, and lead. You see, people think rebels are always people who are always in trouble and shit like that, but it's not true. People, a rebel is somebody who reacts to the to the situation, who engages into the situation, right? Because you see, the thing is, every time you react, that don't always mean you engage. That don't always mean that you take action. Mm-hmm. So you in take action, you engage, you believe in your actions, right? Because if you don't believe, then the actions were never true in the first place. Mm-hmm. You believe, you evolve. I mean, you learn, right? You learn from the shit that you're going through, and then you lead. You lead others. Oh. R-E-B-E-L, rebel. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how my fans are. And, um, you know, Wolf fans is dope, man. Like, we, 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 we again, we're, we're, we're hard workers. You know what I'm saying? We are, like, like you said, we are the underdogs. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, you know, canines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in saying all that, it's just saying, man, that, the people that I guess that you would say that I'm shooting for are people who um, just work nine to fives, work everyday jobs, who just who have they have dreams and goals of wanting to do more with their life, whether it it has happened, whether it hasn't happened yet um, or whether they feel like they've missed out on on that opportunity. You know, what I'm saying a lot of people see me and they be like, man. I support you because I believe in you. I see that you're going to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah that's, that's real cool. Like on your end and everything. When I, I shoot like for my fan base, I'd be thinking like it's people that are just, I shoot for people that are individuals and everything. People that think for themselves, which is like, you know, which is a lot more than people like think. I know 85% of people are like followers to that degree, or at least can at least wisen up to that degree of just, you know, just thinking for yourself, being in your own lanes, being self-expressive. You know, I'm not trying to say people are just like me to the sense, but just like to just uh, the values of just loyalty, people who value hard work, consistency, and just, you know, productivity and everything. There are people who claim that they value that, but really like they'd be like some hating motherfuckers and everything and just be focused on what other people have. It's like, oh, I'm better than that dude. I do this or whatever. And they'd be trying to compete 
but without really applying it's not about competing against nobody it's about really just competing against yourself and some people don't have that mindset some people are very childish you know a lot of us grow up with childhoods and like well we didn't really have much of a childhood so a lot of us had to grow up a little bit faster a lot of us had to think like 10 20 steps like ahead because it's not about like reacting to like a whole lot of nonsense or getting caught up in some bullshit it's really just about just working as best as you can to ensure that your family's straight or your friends straight and everything there's money out here for everybody don't everybody can be successful anybody can be successful it's just a matter of like applying yourself but some people don't get that then they get like really envious and envious to the point where it's like they have to act upon that envy it's normal to be envious don't don't get me uh, like when you're envious is I'll be like, oh you see somebody like work out there and they like heavily like heavily muscular and so like dang like I wish I could get like that strong whatever it's like, oh well he probably worked hard to get it. I need to work hard myself that people who don't are like oh he, he probably took steroids oh oh he probably did that he probably took some you know it's like dude how do you know you don't know this nigga and everything just work hard I swear like when you work hard you don't know what you can accomplish I went from a freaking D C student to freaking graduating the top of my class and everything but i'm still trying to figure shit out for myself it's like but i i keep in mind that as long as you keep consistent as long as you're dedicated you will like find a way and that's just that's just i just i'm heavy with that and everything like that so if anybody kind of resonates with that it's like you know like you're cool with me type stuff so it's just like you know that's just how i feel and everything so it's like in regards to like the people that you pick like around your life would you say that you're a selective person and like the people that you pick you know like when it comes to, like you know uh, just 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 your circle type things whatever like what do you what type of people that you look up for to kind of be in your circle type? Yeah, um, I do. Um, you know, I, I really watch who I keep around me. Um, yeah, energy wise for sure. Um, but you know, I I I, I look for um, I look for people who who are motivated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um. You know, I look for people who are strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 tell you the truth, man. Like strong strength is strength comes in many forms. Definitely. Um, you know, when I when I when you really think about what is a team, and 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 you know, it's all about yo. I may be strong uh-huh. in doing something or I, I I can do certain things, but you can uh, like, there's nobody's strong a hundred percent of the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you're like, there's literally like, there's literally like, sh- a different forms of strength, strength exactly. of character, strength of mind, strength of per- perseverance, well, strength of spirit. Well, it's, it's like this, right? So, so, you might say, "Hey, I'm I'm good, a hundred. I'm good for seven days straight." And then that's that eighth day. It's like, "Yo, you crash." Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the with the, with a solid team, you'll have people that are able to help pick up where you left off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have people who are there who can, yo, I know you. I know you going through this. I know you going through that. Let me help you. Let me help. Let me help guide you. Let me help where you you feel like you fail. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Because me personally, I got a lot. I, I have a lot of shit on my shoulders. I put a lot of weight on myself. Mm-hmm. But I know that the people I have around me, mm-hmm. they say, "Hey, yo, you you doing too much? Mm-hmm. Let me help you. Let me let me let me do this. What do you need help with? What's, what's going on? They assist you. Because at the end of the day, like I used to be at a point in time where I, I was printing my own stuff, doing my own graphics, writing my own songs." perform my own songs, doing my own set list. And I would literally have to make sure I did all this within 24 hours because I had a, a concert that I was doing later. So now where I'm at currently, I have somebody who doing clothes. I have somebody who do my graphics. I have somebody who um, is, is it helps me get my sets together. I mean, I write all my music. I, 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 I get my sets together, perform it. You know, it's not a problem. But like all the other stuff, I, I have a videographer, I have a photographer. Like I got people that can do things that take that burden off me. So all I gotta do is just focus on making sure that things connect mm-hmm. and the music. Oh yeah, no, I feel that man. It's good to have people like that. It's crazy. Like I was looking for people like that when I was in high school and everything. But then it's just like because like you try to be hasty because all you got is time. Really, like time is very very valuable. But it's like you know. But at the same time, it's just like even though when time feels like you wasted, I feel like there's certain lessons that come with that and everything. You know, you gotta you know your friends and your people that you keep around you are your investments. You know, just as much with time too. Like you can't mess around with people who aren't consistent or two-faced who always like you know be on some corny shit and everything like that you know it's just like i I pride myself to say at least like i survived being around people like that so at least like you hit up with people who are real artists and everything you know and real artists i don't mean it's just like oh like you know like like, oh you know i do this and do this to be artists no real artists are people who are just dedicated to their art they're not out here trying to hate on nobody not trying to set out rumors about nobody like doing all that extra shit all the energy you could have put into your in your content Bro, and you would get like a lot further as opposed to just trying to disparage people's name, throw dirt on people's name. And you're going to meet a lot of that when you're out here in Charlotte. I know you've been here for like just a couple of years, you know, but for me personally, like growing up here, like this is like, it's, it's kind of two sides to that coin. There's a side where it's just like, you know, like, yo, you have like some of the most artistic people here. And so we're still going into that era where it's like, we're really about to really show our ass, like crazy in the 2020s and then there's the other half where it's like there's all other people that try to drag people down and everything they do the absolute most and everything and then it's just like they don't they don't know how to compete uh, a lot of us didn't grow up with our fathers so, so a lot of the time we carry a lot of characteristics that are very effeminate in nature so it's like you know a lot of that really transcended to the generation so it's just like you know but just keep in mind anybody that's listening you know as long once again just like I said earlier like the, the people that are consistent the people who are dedicated that should be talent every time some people might seem like they're talented and everything but don't know what to do with it you know it's just like it's really that that consistency that dedication you know that that constant you know practice making the shit practical that's what's going to carry you but not but really keeping a really like solid circle will really help you too you know for real like a really really solid circle you can't fuck with no lazy ass motherfuckers you got to do something you got to have goals you got to do something and so you know i look at it like right i look at too when you have a team you know it's almost like you you're you're in the military Mm -hmm. you know um Everybody got they got 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 your back, you know what I'm saying? Like you got their back and they got your back, you know. Um, when you listen, when you I don't know if like 
you know, off to all my all my um all my uh, my military buffs out there. Um, you know how that shit goes. Like, you know, you in the front, you know, was behind you six. Yeah. Hey, so watch my six. You know what I'm saying? Watch my eight. Watch my four. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day. When you do start to get to that point, right? Like you said, when you start to get to that point where there's more hate out, there's more people that does that's just upset that you're winning and not them. And honestly, tell you the truth, that's really not just in Charlotte. That's everywhere you go. You know, that's that was back at back in Ohio. That was that's I seen stuff like that in Texas. Just I, I literally met somebody before I went on stage. They were like, "Oh yeah, what up?" Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got off stage. I went to go dab them up. They ain't even dab me up. They looked out. Like was crazy. So it's just it's everywhere you go. But it's levels, right? That's why when people get to a certain level, they get security. That's why they gotta move a certain type of way because they see a certain type of success and and, and fortune. Like it's like it's it's just different. It's different levels. And you'll know when it's time for that level for you because you start to receive that type of energy from the outside. Um, but, um, you know, that's 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 an also a very important thing about about your about your team. You don't ever want it to be you never want to go be in a, in a situation where because. Things will happen. People will come around and situations will come around that'll break up, that'll try to break up your team, that'll put you into put you and your videographer against each other. Um, but you can't you can't let that shit stop you. Mm-hmm. You can't let that shit stop you at all. You can't let that shit be like, damn, something cause when you step back, you're gonna look at it and realize like that shit was so petty. Mm-hmm. How did we how do we let that shit come in between us like that? No, really. Man. You know what I mean? So for all the all the entrepreneurs um, out there, always remember like make sure your team got your back, mm-hmm. regardless. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like and it's just like when you dealing with somebody, you, you don't never you don't never be out here in in public argue. Mm-hmm. That's one. That's that's the first thing. Whether it's a a, a a love relationship or if it's a business relationship, we not gonna we not about to argue in, in public. That's gonna show that we. That's gonna show our weakness. No, really. We gonna get into the car with the windows tinted, or we gonna get set up. We gonna go. We gonna go somewhere secluded, and we gonna talk about it. But really. okay, yeah, all right, cool. We gonna we gonna we gonna boom boom boom. Okay, in public, we're gonna be like, hey, cool. The situation is there. Situation that came. We are gonna fall back and figure it out. Yeah, and keep in mind, y'all, like that that whole ignorance and degeneracy type trying to make a scene and shot, trying to like do all that. Don't don't do that, please, because that's not being masculine. You look like an idiot asshole when you pull shit like that. Like, really, don't try to be on some fake shit and everything. Don't talk shit about your homeboys to people. That's weird. That's mad, mad weird and everything. Who I am right now is the same person that's gonna be like behind your back too, man. It's like you know, I'm the same way. I'm gonna praise you to your face. I'm appraise you the same way. If I have an issue, I may discuss it like with our circle. Be like, hey, you know, was I wrong in the matter? Should I show it better? Like, you know, that's like, let me just get your thoughts on this and then we can, you know, the, come back whenever it's time to come back and just leave it at that. But don't be just hating on your people, bro. That's weird. 
you know, it's just like, you know, because like I pray for my boys. I pray for my boys and girls. Anybody who fucks with me, I fuck with them. I just pray that we're going to be at a different place three, five years from now. Let us be have our own roof. Let's own some land. Let's really like, you know, work together, you know, because that's how you build wealth in a, in a community, man. Like really like it. Stop with that jealous shit. Whatever problems you have, take that shit up with counseling, bro. Because it's like that's really going to message you like down the line and everything. And it's just like, you know, RIP to job, man, like job. I literally, I don't even know what happened. Dude was on his way. Dude was really like making, getting views on his stuff. Dude had more views than uh, Drake's ghostwriter, Quentin Miller. Dude was doing like, and then like they murdered him. And it's just like, bro had his whole life, bro. Bro had his whole life ahead of him. Like that jealous shit, don't take people's life away. Either throw hands or let it go. If it's not worth throwing hands for, let it the fuck go. Because it's like, you know, we got families to come back home to. It's not worth it. Once you're dead, you're dead forever. And, you know, it's not fair to anybody just because you feel some type of way and you just bought a new gun. You know, it's just like, don't do not do that. Don't do some shit you're going to regret 20 years in the future. Like, really, just just let it go. And that's just, I'm heavy on shit like that, you know. like But on, on the real and everything, um, so it's just like, I know on your tattoos, you got like a little Simba tattoo and like Autism Speaks. I know the music one stands for music. Can you explain like what what, what those tattoos uh mean besides the music? Um so I got a cousin, I got a little cousin who he has autism. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, shout out to Brittany, shout out to uh Jaden. Um, you know, autism is one of them things that, you know, it affects everybody, mm-hmm. no matter race, color. Um if you're rich or not, if you're poor, you everybody, you know, it hit everybody. So, um, you know, um, that's my, my, uh, that's what that means to me. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep, keep, keep me updated. And, you know, um, I'm looking to get more into autism, like, um, awareness events and, you know, stuff like that, you know, uh, you know, but it's, it's a lot of people that are on the spectrum that we don't even know because it's so, you know, so, um, they're, their um case is just not as you know not as strong as others you know what i'm saying so um you know I'm, I'm a big advocate for that and um and the lion king tattoo you know lion king is one of the ones that that came out in 94 and you know it was just it means something to me because it was to play off the bibles it was a the, the the first way that i remember um where i found out about like hey you know the, the 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 parables and the passages in, in in the Bible about the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. You know you got Zazu the bird, which is the Spirit. You got Simba the Son. You got Mufasa the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Moses story, which is the forty days, forty nights. The Egyptians going back to go save his people. Same thing with Simba. You know he was forty days, forty nights, or however long he was in the wilderness found himself, realized who he was, went back to go get his people from the hyenas and his uncle. Same thing, Moses and his stepfather, you feel me, or the person who claimed, who took him in, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then you got the story of Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mufasa and Scar, like, yeah. Scar killed Mufasa and said, long live the king, which is so funny because same shit that they said the season when they killed him in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for real. So... It's a lot of a lot of different hidden meanings, you know what I'm saying, and, and just being able to touch back to your ancestors, you know. Um, Simba seen his dad in the sky with the with 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 everything that was going on. He was able to slow down and talk to him, you know, talk to him when he needed him the most, and you know he talked back to him. So same thing that um, 
you know, same thing that happened in, 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 in the Bible with the burning bush. Mm-hmm. God came down and talked to, to Moses about that. Told him to, to go get his people. Mm-hmm. You know, go go grab them. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's just that that story just means so much to me. That movie means so much to me. I, to me, that's that's that that's my favorite movie. That's the best movie. And they did it all in the kids' movie. Like oh, yeah. you gotta think, like they did it all in the kids' movie. Yeah. This this he be doing the thing when it comes to that representation, man. No, seriously. Like they, they got it wrong earlier with the whole like, you know, the whole caricatures and stuff with the crows and like Dumbo and everything. But it's like when it came to like the Lion King, there's all also a whole lot of allegorical elements too. Because like, you know, with Simba being so disconnected from his people and he just like he just kinda just turned his back on his whole royal bloodline and kingship something that he like hoists so much as a child because out of guilt and shame for what he thought like was his fault and his father's uh, death you know it just kind of showcases even uh africans in like america though like no matter how torn away you are you know there's still greatness within us and everything it, no matter how far we are from like you know or how far we think we are spiritually or physically we're always going to be have greatness within us to really resonate and uh, also uh, reconnect us back uh, to our roots and stuff of that nature. So I really appreciate that those allegorical elements. Uh, I feel like for me, it was like Black Panther and everything. Although it was just like, you know, the same whole, like, you know, he's a genius and he has a suit and everything. The whole truth that's kind of been pushed upon. I feel like there was more elements that I messed with too and everything from the dynamics of like, you know, or like whole like, you know, uh, Black Americans and Africans having to reconnect and everything, you know, and the whole dysfunction that goes on with their, uh, right there and everything. Because I could understand like, you know, what Black Americans feel like as if, you know, they're, I don't want to say deprived, but in a sense, like they were just kind of like, you know, um, forsaken to a certain degree. And then it's just like, you know, there's always going to be like, you know, the Wakandans representing just the whole higher than thou uh, sense that a lot of Africans like kind of like hold within themselves. You know, like I'm, my parents are Liberian. So it's like, you know, you kind of see both sides here growing into America and living under that household. So you kind of see both sides there to a certain degree. And I feel like it's just like, you know, it's just, just showcasing that and everything and what we need to really focus on to really reconnect. It kind of just sh- turned a new leaf for like really a uh, all the stuff we need to work on in regards to like connecting uh african and african-american uh, uh um relations and stuff of that nature i feel like ghana really helps with that with all giving a uh, black american citizenship if they wanted to i feel like liberia needs to follow suit too considering a lot of black americans was sent over there to start that country you know fun fact it was actually started by uh, african slaves liberia was actually founded by african slaves so it's like you know we're kind of fucked up after the civil wars and everything but we're, we'll get it back together uh pretty soon with that one but uh, outside of lion king what other interests do you have and everything you, you like into anime video games what's up yeah i um not as much though. I I used to be real big on anime mm-hmm. and video games yeah. as a kid. Um, and then you know so I just started getting into <laughs> into some other shit. And then I you know, but I always got a love for it. I got a spot. In, it's got a spot in my heart just because like I said I grew up with it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm a I, I, shit. No matter what, I'm a I'm really a big kid at the end of the day. No matter what, no matter how old I get, I love cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I love just, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, shit like that. I, I love, like, I love video games. No matter if I'm not playing them as much or now or, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to always have a spot for that. I love to have, I, just, I love to be a character in a video game. I just seen, uh, I just seen Dirt. He got into, um, Grand oh. Theft Auto. He had, it's a, oh, really? yeah, it's a, it's, it's an OTF mod. Like, oh. yeah, like you, you actually could play as Dirt. Oh. 
with all like all his shit like the track hawk isn't like it's just dope it's, it's really dope um so you do that for the next grand theft auto maybe get some more actors and stuff to actually like, yeah. you know play like you know i know they did that with the last grand theft auto but it's like they were kind of like you know they kind of blew up off that but it's just like maybe i don't know because i know they got ray liotta uh, the guy that was in got a good fellas and everything the voice played tommy versetti in uh, vice city you know that and everything um and it's just like uh you know, just off the, that matter, um, and I know they got Dr. Dre and everything and the whole new Grand Theft Auto. Um, pack. They keep making more of Grand Theft Auto 5 packages. Like, it's already been seven years. They just dropped that next game, bro. Like, seriously. And I, I ain't much of a video game at it like I used to be. I used to love playing video game, but, like, I don't know. Life just became a video game. It just became more goals and everything. So it's like, why would I want to be in a fantasy world when it's just like I got real shit to worry about in life? So it's just like, you know, it's just, it's just, I feel like that's my relationship with video games. I love it, but I just can't stick with it. As soon as I get stuck, I'm like, you know what? I need to get my fucking social security card because I've been looking for that shit forever and then I never touch the shit for months. And it's just like, I got my brother fucking Red Dead Redemption shoot uh, too. He hasn't touched that shit since December. So I bought it, and it's just like you know, life just gets complicated and stuff of that nature. So like, I could pretty much understand uh, to that degree. Would you ever consider getting into like acting and stuff in the future? Um, yeah, you know, what I'm saying, I, I, um, that whole side of the entertainment, definitely. I mean, um, I love movies. I love, I love being behind the camera. I love being in front of the camera. I love directing. I love script writing. I love uh, coming up with my own treatments. You know, me and the videographer will sit down and. We were playing out and plot my videos. Like, last video I put out, the real love video, it was a whole concept behind that. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just a running gun shot. It was like, okay, we got this scene, this scene, and this scene, and this plot, and this plot, and this plot. This is what's going to happen. Um, uh, I have been in a movie. Um, I was actually in the... Uh, I was actually in the uh, the Black Panther movie, um, not not the superhero one, but the actual like story about the Black Panthers. Oh, like the documentary. The, not the documentary. It was actually like an actual Warner Brothers movie that, that was shot. Um, it's called uh, Jesus and the Black Messiah. Oh, I th- yeah, I heard of that. I heard. I need to check that out. Was that the one? Um, did they got a what's his name? Um, the same dude from Get Out into it. He was in that. T- oh, so you're in the same movie with the Get Out dude. Yeah, That's cool. yep, yep, yep. That's damn cool. That was dope, though, just being on set, like being on set and seeing like how long it is to take a, a shoot a, a a scene out of a movie. You know what I mean? Like uh, movies, though, they shoot movies pretty fast, but like to shoot a movie, like to shoot a scene, sometimes they take like, man, they'll take about like eight hours just on one scene. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. I wish I was in, like, a Black Panther movie, like, the actual, like, MCU Black Panther. I know the next Black Panther movie coming in November. That, that's coming on 11-11. That's just going to be crazy. I need to get my ticket for that and everything. How do you think that's going to look, like, with Shuri being, like, the new Black Panther for right now? Um, I think that's dope, man. I think that, um, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, that, you know, what happened to Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, I think that... Um, Thing. I don't even think I don't even think for him just as a, a, a person, you know, as an actor, I don't think even he even hit his potential. I think that this was a really great platform for him. Um, the, the Black, Black Panther. Um, but I would have loved like like I was just thinking about that shit the other day, how um, they were taking uh, like with Wolverine, mm-hmm. with Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. Like he was what and he was an X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he like he played such a good 
Wolverine. It was like it was like he 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 ran. They they made his own series, mm. and I just feel like they. I mean, you know, it, he they were kind of looking for the next like star of the Marvel universe like that, right? Because you say, well, they switched off with how many Spider Man? They switched off how many Cyclops? Like these are main characters that were in comic books. Like, I'm a comic nigga too. Like I, I fuck with comics. Like they had all of these people that were um. Like, they had, like, all these main characters in the comic books, right? Like, yeah. Wolverine, Cyclops, Spider-Man, X, X, Y, Z, you know, whatever, whoever the fuck. Then it's like when they brought it to the movies, it was like, okay, we were excited to see these people. Mm-hmm. Black Panther was a main character, but he was like, didn't really nobody know who the fuck it was for real. I know who he was. I mean, like, <laughs> no, like, like, we, like real like, niggas know who Black yeah, Panther was. Yeah, you feel me, you feel me? Like, 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 it was like that. But then it was like, um... But it was like I'm talking about the, the the other population, the rest of the world, the ones that don't know about comic books, but they love to go see the Marvel movies because they just look raw as fuck. Like, oh shit, it was a black superhero. Yeah. All right, back. Oh shit, this first one was dope. Oh well, the actor embodied. So now I was like, damn. What we gonna do now? Like he was yeah. like like he was like an anchor for like the next part of that because you know Iron movie Man movie. Iron Man was gonna be like that was that dude for like the first part like you know pre uh, Infinity War till that Infinity stuff was done but after Infinity War I thought like it was gonna be Doctor Strange Spider Man and Black Panther I feel like those yeah. are gonna be like the three anchors moving forward and everything and especially Black Panther because there was just so much you could do with him because it was like a king. And he was a superhero, and he was like you know like a leader, like he was a king superhero, and all that mixed in the one, and a genius too. Um, all that mixed in the one. I w- I wanted to see him mix it up with Doctor Doom. I want to see him mix it up with Namor. You know, it was just like there was more stuff we could have done with that. You know, and now it's just like well, I mean now it's like it's gonna be Shuri now, but it's just like well, it's gonna be tough to take on. But I, I know they can do it. I know they can do it. Yeah, I think it's. I, I, I know it's gonna be dope. I know it's gonna be like it's really like. It, I don't think they'll miss a beat with it. Yeah. Um. I just think that like with Chadwick though, like it was just dope because like we had a like for example, like you say Iron Man, like yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man for for all three Iron Mans plus any extra Avenger shit. Mm-hmm. Like we we never had anybody like that. That was black. That was a black representation of us. That was such a pivotal person that we get. Yeah, that was a person and character that was like, yo, like when you see, like you got to think, right? Like before, before Robert Downey Jr., mm-hmm. like Iron Man looked a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. Now Robert Downey Jr. embodied it. Like, now all the comic books look like Robert Downey Jr. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the comic books look like Chadwick Boseman now. The, the, the action figures look like Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we haven't had anybody super strong like that ever yeah. to grace to grace like, TV. To be like a black superhero. And it's like, we got Luke Cage and, like, the, the Netflix. I fuck with Luke Cage and everything. Well, I too. Okay. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to put him into a movie movie, like, yet. I really hope that they put him in the MC like they did Daredevil with the uh, one Spider-Man movie and everything. But it's going to take some time. I know, like, with Blade, they're going to recast somebody for Blade. You know, Blade did his thing in, like, the early 2000s with that vampire shit. But it's just like, now, nah. hold up, is that? Is that Reese? It's not Reese. Okay, I thought that was Keanu. You know Keanu Reese, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that person. Yeah. I thought that was for a minute. We're pulling for the car. Yeah, I thought I thought that was dude for a minute. He's, he actually looks too heavy, so I'm actually I'm actually kind of I kind of feel bad for even saying that. I guess I just saw the dress, and I'm just like, okay. Did you cut these? What? You cut these? Cut what? This. 
Oh, oh, I mean, yeah, you want me to like probably mix that cut that part out or whatever? Cause... I'm just saying, no, I'm just asking, like, do you cut like, do you cut it or like, do you just upload it? Uh, I could upload it, but I could cut it depending on what you want to do. But it's like, yeah, so oh, because I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, damn, how long is it? Oh, that's like an hour. As long as we touch the hour mark, which we pretty much did, we we're, we're pretty good. Like, we're actually about to end it. Like, pretty oh, okay, okay. So it's like, uh, yeah, man. Um. I know we spoke about a whole lot of matters and stuff of that nature. Yeah, this has been a pretty damn good conversation, a really, really good episode. Like, do you have any last words to let people know, maybe words of advice? Um, uh, yeah, believe in yourself. You know what I mean? It always starts with yourself. You got to believe in you. You got to invest in you because that's why that's the only way people will turn around and do the same gesture, same favor. So, you know, you can't just get into anything. That goes for anything like music, rap. I mean, music, um, sports, um, starting your own entrepreneurial business. Like, you know, that's really just for, I say more like for entrepreneurship. Nah, actually, I say that for anybody who wants to do something with their life. Mm-hmm. You at your nine to five and you want to move up, but you got to believe in yourself. Just know that you really the shit yeah, no, really. to go to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Like if you at your job, if you at if you if you at your call call center job and you say, Well, I, damn, I need to get out of here and get to the next level, stay with the company, believe in yourself. Believe that you are that you are worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I man, you know what I mean? People out here would be dogs if they really knew that they was really worth what they say that they wanna be. Mm-hmm. So just 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 believe in yourself always. Um and you know, um, always keep God first yeah. always like honestly that's how I got to the point where I'm at I've always kept God first I've always I've, I couldn't do and none of this is possible without God you feel me mm-hmm. um and then uh the third thing man so shout out to everybody who was supporting me who listened into this uh this podcast um new song out can't call it quits on all streaming platforms um the video is coming soon um, just more opportunities on the way, more, more, more life, you know, and, uh, you know, watch these dreams come true. Long live over everything. The one and only wolf is rebel nation world, you know, um, and we out baby. Yeah, definitely out, man. The key words to success, consistency and dedication, man. You can't go wrong with that at all. All right. That's it for episode 93 of the mental thoughts podcast. That's it for long live wolf. So for that nature, I'm Tosi and we're sewing in and sewing out.